KRNU Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. You play ball like a girl! Lincoln Alternative Music 90.3. That's what this sack of wrenches is for. You are listening to the Sports Fan Show. We talk football, just football for 30 seconds. With Anthony Guma. Okay, Rick, let's get nasty. And now I can finish holding because I'm also a big boy. Uh, this is our turn. Three, two, one, go. Let's do it. Or, there we go. It's a sports fan show with Anthony Guma on a Thursday evening, 7.05 here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, new guest on the show, Trevor Darnell from, where are you from in North Carolina specifically? Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Can you like describe your surroundings for the listeners out there who don't know where Raleigh is? Uh, it's smack dab in the middle of the state. Uh, we got mountains about two hours to the west of us, uh, the beach two two hours to the east, uh, Virginia about two hours to the north, and Charlotte about two hours to the south. So it's right in the middle of everything, a little bit very accessible. Say the everywhere. best of both worlds. You get oh yeah downtown area, you get the beach vibe area. Oh yeah, just you get some countryside area a little bit. Oh yeah, North Carolina is a mix of everything, big cities and rural areas too which is a lot of fun to just drive around see places and just explore the different cultures out there yeah i say i've always wanted to go to the carolinas like oh it's beautiful up so there. I especially think, the mountains mountains uh appalachian mountains what are your just, thoughts on I, south carolina I, our little brother yeah like that's that's about all i know it's yeah. valid <laughs> so, all right, we got a uh, big show lineup for you today. The first thing we're going to be talking about is the MLB playoffs, actually, that came out Tuesday night or Tuesday af- afternoon-ish or so. Uh, p- pretty much, we're already on to the second round, which is crazy to think oh, about. Yeah. Second time in MLB history that both teams have been swept. Uh, in the wild card, you have the Twins sweeping the Blue Jays, the Rays, uh, got swept surprisingly by the Rangers, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a surprise to me, too. Uh, not surprised in this one. Philly's sweeping the Marlins. And then a big surprise, big upset. Down goes the 3 seed Milwaukee Brewers. They lose 2 nothing series to the Arizona Diamondbacks, who kind of squeezed in after our Chicago Cubs lost five in a row. That did yeah, not feel good was, at all. That was a rough ending for both the Cubs and the Mariners when you think about it. Yeah. Mariners had that steep decline just like the cubs that just missed the playoffs so because the cubs they were in they were in the playoff race with mm-hmm. those five games left to go yeah and, and all they had to do was probably win like what two or th- like two games possibly yeah about two probably they but then they go and get swept by the braves and then which lose. was really hard to do you know yeah. even stealing one win from them no, yeah, but at the same time, the way they set themselves up in those games, they should have finished. They were up 6 nothing in game one, blew that lead, then had like two extra inning leads in game two and blew those and lost that, and then game three, they just got dominated. I think, so. uh, I'm, trying to, I think I'm trying to think of those game two of that series I watched where, uh, what's his name, Suseki? 
uh, Suzuki. Suzuki. So, dude, he weighs him one. off, and he absolutely missed that catch. That was game one. That was uh, that was game one. Okay. Yeah, that was the in the or the finish off the six run comeback for the Braves to get that seventh, uh, six and seventh run. Suzuki just forgot how to play baseball. I mean, he says, "I got it. I got it. I got and it." And then no hand eye coordination. Just whatsoever. to the left. Just to the left of his glove, and it's it, it was hard to watch. I remember watching that game, and I, for me watching that, I'm like. You gotta be serious. And then the commentator's yeah. like, "Did that fall out of his glove, or like was the lights in his hands?" And the other one's like, "No, he just didn't catch it. Yeah, like, he just completely missed it. I don't think light. I think he saw the ball perfectly. He just missed. He just completely missed it. Yes. And I had to hear it from my uh, roommate Jake, who's a White Sox fan, well, and I loves mean, to prey on the downfall of uh, me and Jack's teams because we're passionate about baseball, and Jake doesn't really care, so he loves to." Praying the downfall. Yeah, I mean, he, team. his team's already been on the downfalls since opening oh, yeah. day. So. Oh, yeah. All right, but back to the playoffs, Trevor. Um, we have on the AL side, we have the number one seed, Baltimore Orioles, who last year were not a very good team at all. Um, mm-hmm. They were a little bit on the rise, but, you know, get the number one seed. Uh, a lot of people thought the Rays were going to get the one seed, especially to the tremendous start they had in the in the season. They oh, yeah. started what thirteen and zero again. Yeah, they started thirteen and zero, one of the best starts in MLB history. Yeah, and you get swept in the wild card round. Uh, yeah, but they that's... they're going to play the Rangers. Uh, let's talk about that series for a little bit. What do you think of that's... this series? The Astros Rangers? Yeah. Uh, or, no, uh, Orioles Rangers. Oh, Orioles. My bad. Orioles Rangers. I think that's going to be a good one. Um, like you said, Orioles weren't insanely good last year. They're a nice mid-level team, but you could see their potential. Uh, I didn't expect them to take this big of a jump, uh, but it's been fun to watch. That's a fun team to watch, and the Rangers just have that star power. They mm-hmm. have the Corey Seager. Um, they did have DeGrom before he went down. and But don't they have Max Scherzer? Is he, I think he's available now. He might have an injury. I can't remember. I honestly don't know. I, I, I know. I can't remember, but they got that star power um, from all the off-season acquisitions and trade deadlines acquisitions. So it's going to be a very good series in my mind. It's hard to go against a 100-win team in the Orioles, though, that have just been steadily good all year. I don't think they've really taken a dip. They've probably hit a little bit of slump like every team does, but they just have been steady. They got young exciting players like Adley Rutschman and I mean, he's an uprising star I mean oh, he, he was already great. an all-star this season yeah he's been amazing uh got a chance to go up to Baltimore and watch him play and that was a lot of fun um but yeah Adley and all those other young guys have just been carrying them and it's been a surprise but it's been fun to watch I think it's hard to go against a one seed I think uh Orioles will take that in like Four games since five game series. I think they'll mm-hmm. win in four. And Scherzer uh, is on easy. the. He's, he's, he's not expected till October fifteenth. Okay. That is if they make it that long, which will be the ALCS. Yeah. At this time, that that'll be interesting to see if they make it that far. Uh, but yeah, like uh, game one. By the way, everything everything's gonna be happening on Saturday. You have college football going on. You're gonna have the MLB playoffs. It's a it's a really good time right now to be a sports fan for sure. Yeah, and I'm a little glad Nebraska plays on Friday night this week, so yeah. I can just relax and not have to worry about a loss. Exactly. <laughs> <Being in room laughs> or even if we're like 
if they if they do lose tomorrow, you know, you have a bounce bag like uplifting of spirit oh, yeah, tomorrow. Just, you know, you, you don't get you don't around. gloom about it like for the rest of the day if it was an eleven o'clock or you're getting excited for a six o'clock kickoff and then yeah. you're going to bed grumpy, you know, <laughs> exactly. stuff like that. Um but yeah, uh, game one to all around will be happening on Saturday. Orioles Rangers will be at 1 p.m. surprisingly this one will be the first game of the ALDS uh the second matchup the Astros and Twins do the Twins really stand a chance with the high mighty Astros I don't know Astros haven't looked exactly like themselves this year in my mind they struggled they barely squeaked in and or they got that division uh AL West division in the last day because of a uh who was it Rangers loss actually a Rangers loss gave the Astros the division this year. Because otherwise the, the Rangers would have been that two yeah, seed. Yeah, the Rangers would have been two seed. Astros would have had to play the Rays, and who knows what would have happened there maybe. But I think the Twins are coming. They're riding high right now. First, they got their first playoff win since we, like since, we were a I, couple months I think old. I, I, I saw Josh's... Uh, comment on social media that like first time since i was five months old that they want to play yeah, off games and so that's just wild since oh four and then first series win in i think what 20 years it's it's been 19, a long time 20 years since we've been alive like it's just wild so they're riding high up in minnesota and i wonder if it's gonna be a hangover or if they're gonna just keep being a cinderella this year there's always one team that's a cinderella makes a deep run I think the Twins got a chance. I think they, whoever wins this is going to win it in four. If Twins can squeak one out in Houston, steal a game down in Houston, I think they got a good shot to win it in four. If not, I think Houston dominates and takes Hmm. takes it in four. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, first of all, no one really gave the Twins a chance because they had the – lowest record with coming to divisional winners because that division was just so crappy. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a terrible. And game. the Astros, you know, they're riding high on the World Series reigning championship. Uh, could easily get back to it, but not so easily compared to last year, though. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting series. Game one, this uh, first pitch will be around 445 on Fox or FS1. Uh, on to... My opinion, this is probably the Cinderella team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks. shutting down the Milwaukee Brewers, and now they're going to take on the Dodgers. Yeah. Arizona's really not a bad team. Like, yes, they sneakfully got in with those Cubs losses and those mm-hmm. uh, Mariner losses. Or with Mariners in the playoff race at all? They were at some They were point. for the AL, yeah. They were. Uh, oh, they're in the AL. Yeah. Sorry, I don't even know my baseball. <laughs> it, tell, tell, tell somebody you don't pay attention to baseball without <laughs> telling me that they don't pay attention to pay, 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 play baseball. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, they're a really good team. You know, the Brewers, who I've actually saw in person when I went to the Brewers Cubs, games, Cubs game around the 4th of July oh, wow. weekend uh, when the Cubs blew the 6-0, 6-0 lead. They have a tendency to do that. Huh? I think they do. Uh, oh, are they the Atlanta Falcons of <laughs> baseball? At least this season, it's sounding like it. Yeah, no, uh, Diamondbacks are an intriguing team. I Going into the series, I can't remember who I said it to, but going into the series against the Brewers, I said there's no way they win. No way they win the series against the Brewers with the Brewers having Corbin Burns and all the starting pitcher power that they have. Who'd they pitch game to? It was Corbin Burns and 
shoot, I keep blanking on names. Freddie Peralta. Yes, because their other starter, I remember watching game one on TV. Yeah. Their other one, like, injured his, like, his elbow or his shoulder in warm-ups that, during game one. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. But I was sitting there, I was like, with the firepower the Brewers have in starting pitching, there's no way they should win this game. The Diamondbacks, in my mind, aren't that good of a team. They got some young guys in Corbin Carroll. They got, they're exciting. Zach Allen is fun. But I was like, there's no way they went. And then they go on and sweep. And I was amazed at that. The Brewers' bats just died. They could not get clutch hits in the situations that they needed them. They had bases loaded in game two, and they couldn't get any runs out of it, I think. It was just I mean, for for game one, at least, I can at least analyze this in some way. Uh, I, w- I was watching it, and I started watching it was 4-3 right after those Diamondbacks hit those back-to-back home runs off Cor- yeah. Corbin Burns. That's what yeah. really set off that series Oh yeah. to say, hey, we're legit. We're going to go out. We're going to play our best. And good fielding work by the Diamondbacks, They're the third baseman. What's their name? That's Evan Longoria. Yeah, he, believe so. he had a really good line drive catch on, uh, I think it's Willie Adam, Adams. Willie Adames. Adames. That last name yeah. gets me every time. <laughs> uh, but he had a really good catch off that. You know, if he didn't yeah. make that play, he easily could have got a double. RBI came in. Oh, yeah. And then there's a fielding moment where the ball literally slipped off his glove and he had it in the air, throws it a second, somehow got Christian Yelich out. Yeah. Uh, they, that play Yelich went to review. Yelich so either, yeah. But he's putting on performance and, yeah, poor base running, poor opportunities to cash in by the Brewers and I mean Arizona could we see an upset for the Dodgers I don't think so this Dodgers team they haven't looked exactly like the Dodgers teams in the past but they still got that 100 101 wins maybe I know they at least got 100 wins this season they're still going to be the Dodgers at the end of the day Um, they're still going to be good there's yeah they got exactly 100 wins Um, they're still going to be good I think there's no way you shut you're able uh able to shut down the Dodgers offense and mm-hmm. I think Dodgers are gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if they speak. I think this. For the, it's interesting. The Dodgers, you know, they have all this talent, all this money in the world, and they've been, in my opinion, probably because I don't pay attention to baseball once again. Yeah. But they've been kind of the quietest triple-digit win team of the season. You know. Yeah. They all the hype are. has been on Atlanta and Ronald Acuna now being the first player with what forty home runs, 40, 70, 70 yeah. stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, all the talk has been on Baltimore and how this young team is the one seed and how potentially we could see a dynasty in Baltimore. We don't know yet. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Everyone's now talking about the Twins, especially right now at this very moment. Yeah. The Dodgers aren't getting it to their attention. That's kind of a good thing for L.A. Yeah, I agree. I think in years past, they've struggled with the spotlight a little bit. They've always kind of they've been in the playoffs. They've gone to the championship series or the World Series. One of those two series, they've always. It seems like they're in it every single year, and they've only have one World Series to show for it that I can remember. Past yeah. century or not century, decade, and that's and the twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty, where it's kind of Mickey Mouse. Like, I mean, you do have that asterisk on it. Yeah, it's I mean, a shortened season. Not that I like necessarily totally agree that it's Mickey Mouse. It's hard to win the World Series no matter what. But it's a shortened season. Who would have? Who knows what could have happened if it was a full season? So I, they have been out of the limelight this season, and that's made it very interesting and, like you said, a quiet 100-win season for them, which is not normal. 
And I, that's another reason why I think they're they're just going to dominate the Diamondbacks. Yeah. All right, last series. Uh, this one, it could go by either very interesting or it can go downright awful. The Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Phillies are coming off a World Series uh, contender from last year they you know they made in the world series kind of surprisingly i think they did did they make it as a six seed last year yes i believe it was a six seed. Yeah. it was a wild card team they were a wild card team that made it to because no one because i remember last year we were sitting in the sports sports uh, media 150 class in this movie theater and we watched the braves and the phillies and some people left early and, I, and the braves looked Probably better, or not, I shouldn't say better. This Braves team is a lot better than last year, but last year's team was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And everyone's saying, Philly ain't going to do it. Philly can't do it. Yeah. And sure enough, they do it, and they get to the World Series. The t- that team's looking pretty good again to get in the World Series. Number four seed. Yeah. What, what can we expect from this series? I think it might be the same as last year. They get got this Cinderella, like a, last year, a little Cinderella story going of a wild card team that makes a deep run and gets hot at just the right time and they're doing that again they sweep the marlins who are okay team it's not that like yeah the phillies good i think they're very exciting very hot at the right moment Bryce Harper didn't have to do much in the wild card, and they still swept. Yeah, I mean, the only play that I've really seen from Bryce Harper is him going from first to home within a matter of like... Stop. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> yeah. take the stop. He was going for it. And it. you thought you would see his iconic celebration. Oh, he just slides and literally just stands there and then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce and Scott with that big grand slam for them, um, I want to say in game two. Um, the Phillies are hot at the right time. But this is a juggernaut Braves team. Yeah. You got Murder's Row to start it, start their lineup. Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Madelson, Marcelo Zuna, Eddie Rosario, Sean Murphy, Michael Harris. That's the top eight. I don't see a guy in there that's really who's, a who's, weak spot. Not really. No, no that's a top eight guy like i don't see a leak weak spot in this lineup really especially with acuna albies back to back that's scary if you're a team i know when the cubs were playing them late in the season <laughs> whenever those two would come up i was like well that that's at least probably a run or two it's like <laughs> every it's single like time. if you're playing mlb the show you know and you're playing and then like all of a sudden the announcer goes man his heartbeat must be racing he's got to go the heartbeat of this lineup <laughs> yeah. you know that's exactly what oh, you're feeling no. like when, yeah that's exactly what you're feeling like exactly. if, when you have when you have acuna who is your leadoff man yeah and who is really fast you know those 70 stolen bases not not an mlb record but the first player to hit 40 home runs that's what's making it a, a true uh, record experience. Yeah. And then you have Ozzy Albies, who, once again, is pretty much like a downgrade Robert Acuna. Yeah. If you really think about it. Yeah. So. But, and the pitching's nothing to fret at, too. It's Max Freed, uh, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder. Like, those are very good starting pitchers. Very good. They're going to shut down most teams most days. I don't see. It, it'll be interesting to see if the Phillies can keep this hot streak going but i i wouldn't be surprised if braves just dominate that's just the type of team they are they're one of the 
best teams I've. They're the best yeah. team this season by far. And they got proof to do it. Oh yeah, uh, they had the evidence to show behind it. Uh, so as we round this, uh, the MLB talk here. Uh, what's your World Series prediction and winner and how many games? I've gone back and forth on this so much because my mind is telling me for the World Series either Orioles or Braves. But they're the one seed that's not going to, like... It's the one end of the seed, day, one seed. When's the last time you see that happen? One versus one seed just never happens. I think I, th- I think Rangers might come out of the series. I think it might be Rangers-Braves. I don't see Braves losing against the Phillies or the Dodgers. So I th- And I don't think the Braves lose against the Rangers either. I see the Braves winning in five or six games in the World Series over probably the Rangers. Okay. For me, I think it's pretty easy. It's almost... Okay, so if you think of this Braves team, you th- I the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to comparison is like the 73-9 and nine Golden State Warriors, right? Yeah. yeah. This is exactly the type of team that we could see. They can easily make their way to the playoffs. But can they hold on to that championship series? You know, old Golden State had to do was win one game, and they mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah. This is baseball. It's a lot harder to play. It's a lot harder to lose as much as it is to win. Sorry that didn't make any sense. But, <laughs> but the Braves are going to come out the NLCS. They're going to beat the Dodgers, and I think seven, personally. I think it's going to be a very close series. Uh, but then for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm going to go with Houston, I think, in this Houston, one. I don't back know. Back-to-back championships? I think they can go back-to-back. I will have Atlanta, though, winning in five, in my, in my guess. But, like, that Texas that Texas Rangers-Baltimore Orioles series, it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. That'd I be, think that is a series to watch. Yeah, that's the most intriguing series for sure, this division series. that If that doesn't go five games, I'd be very surprised. Exactly. So... All right, uh, we're going to take a little break right here. You're listening to the Sports Fan Show on 90.3 KRNU Lincoln. When we come back, college football, it's going to be a very good week. You don't want to miss out. Nebraska. You play ball like a girl! Lincoln Alternative Music 90.3. That's what this sack of wrenches is for. You are listening to the Sports Fan Show. We talk football. Just football for 30 seconds. With Anthony Guma. Okay, Rick, let's get nasty. And now I can finish the whole thing because I'm also a big boy. Uh, this is our turn. Three, two, one. Go, let's do it. It's the Sports Fan Show with Anthony Gumont here. Segment number two, we are going to be talking about some college football. We will get into Nebraska later on in the show if you want to stay tuned into that or tune in about maybe 8.30 or so if you really want to leave. But any hoozles, um, we got a, it's a really good week of football going on. Yeah. Going on. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry. Background music can be kind of loud a little bit too much, can't it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, all right, just kind of waiting for it to go down. But any hoozles, uh, do you have anything like big news at all recently? Uh, 
big news coming out of college football today for UNC. Tez Bryant yeah. is back. He, NCAA granted his uh, transfer request after denying it preseason. Uh, but what, five weeks in, they decide to accept it, which is interesting. But he's back for the UNC Tar Heels. Big wide receiver. They've been calling for uh, him to be accepted by the NCAA. Um, they've been chanting free Tez all over the place. So that's mm-hmm. exciting for Tar Heel fans to, for him to be back. So. Yeah, very big news and very exciting to hear. Something you don't hear a lot from the NCAA is good news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but just a little bit of recap, if you listened to uh, last week's show, I know it was kind of a rundown. It's not available. You can also find the Sports Fan Show wherever you find your podcast online. Uh, but the last games, I went over Notre Dame-Duke for the ACC, Big 12, Kansas-Texas, Big 10 was Michigan State-Iowa, Pac-12, Utah, and Oregon State, and then the SEC, Florida-Kentucky. Your boy went 5-0 and that week. Oh boy. And then if you actually want to hear more picks, you can go still. If you're browsing through the Sports Fan Show, where you find your podcast, you can find the last take that I made a guest appearance on. Went 9-1, and one, so I had a pretty darn good week. Better than me. The, I went on two weeks ago, I think. A uh, week before you, and I don't think I did that good. I think I went maybe six and three or something like that. Uh, I've heard someone went like four and five or something like that. Probably Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Love you, Mark. Um, but, yeah, we got a ton of good games this week. It's, re- it's honestly kind of hard to pick some of these games because now – uh, it's the good flow of conference. I really, I really love conference play as much as non-conference games can be kind of fun if you're playing like those big games like uh, Ohio big, State Notre Dame. Like Ohio, Ohio State Notre Dame, Texas Alabama is always a good one. My favorite one is probably LSU Texas when LSU went undefeated. That was that was a, that was a really that good was a game. Fun one, yeah. But I love those type of games. But most of the time you see like Iowa and you and I or Nebraska yeah. and Northern Illinois. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not fun. No, there's lots of crappy games mixed in with one or two good games exactly so but we got a lot of good games here the first one we're going to be talking about is in the acc notre dame is an affiliate with the acc are they no not in football at least they are in basketball i know that but not football they're still independent i think they should still just full on merge with the acc they're an acc team and mostly my mind but the 10th ranked fighting irish going on to now newly ranked Louisville Cardinals, which are kind of surprising. Undefeated. They've been quietly a good season. Uh, this is their their new coach, uh, Jeff Brom. Most of you guys know he went uh, from Purdue to Louisville. That's where I recognize the name. Yeah. That's where I Because like, I'm like... You said it. I was like, Because like, there's, lo- there's a lot of coaching changes everywhere happening. Oh, yeah. And it was weird of how Jeff Brom went to Louisville, who wasn't even a decent coach. Matter of fact, when he used to co- coach at Western Kentucky before he went to Purdue, this is his best start ever oh, as wow. being a coach. It's five and zero. Like good for him. You even think of the good teams at Purdue that he yeah Purdue had, had a nope. couple handful of like at least decent teams, ranked teams. Yeah, really? at least four and one or three and two is what they started. Wow. And he never started five and zero. Interesting. Uh, Louisville coming off a very. Uh, low gritty low scoring, gritty one, but them. a very good win for them yeah. over North Carolina State, thirteen to ten. However, now they are facing their true test in Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? 
I'm not sure how good this game is going to be. <laughs> I mean, you look at the common opponent. Louisville just beat NC State 13-10. to Notre Dame played NC State three weeks ago now, I think it was, and won 42-24 or something 45, like that. 45-24, yep. Yeah, it was just it was an ugly game, especially after the rain delay in the second half. Um, I, I'm not sure how well Louisville's going to put up against the Irish, and I think Irish just have a physicality that Louisville does not have. Louisville likes to air the ball out, it looks like. Uh, when I was looking J- at Jack stats, Palmer, he's having not the best statistical season, but when it comes to Louisville and recent quarterback memory, besides Lamar Jackson, he's been pretty up there. Yeah, I mean, so. I think they have. I, I did some research for my sports betting class. I think picked this game in one of my bets, and I had Notre Dame money line. I think Notre Dame's just gonna roll in this game, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really hard because like I was looking the ACC games to talk about. There's really not a lot. You no. have ACC is pretty weak this year. I mean, we could talk about Syracuse, North Carolina a little bit. That's probably the better game, but yeah. also I think that's gonna be a blowout too. I think UNC, as much as I hate them, I think they're a pretty solid team with uh. Drake May at QB, and especially, like I said, getting Tez Bryant back, I think they're going to put up a show this week. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't know. For Louisville, though, I mean, in my opinion, what I would love to see is the defense really step up for Louisville. If they can enter, if they can, Sam Hartman's not yet thrown a pick this season. If they can somehow do that, I'm going to be very interested and in see how Notre Dame handles that situation, knowing it's never happened so yeah. far this year. Because we're now we we're this is week six of college football and you still haven't thrown a pick that is pretty impressive. That is impressive, especially since they've played uh, NC State, who has a def- decent defense. Ohio State, who has a very good defense. Duke, Duke, who has a very pretty good defense. Defense has carried them through uh, some games, and they've not played the easiest of schedules. And so I think the fact that he's not thrown a pick is very. Um, impressive and it's makes a little more sense when you look at their running back uh oh, what's his name Notre Dame's yeah Notre Audric Dame Estimate. he's he's been a beast for them all season yeah. and so that helps uh Hartman out gain a little more time in the pocket because teams gotta respect the rush yeah so. and for Louisville like or for Notre Dame like what you mentioned uh you know, you got to get estimate going. He's obviously, you know, the NCAA rushing leader, but he also had that extra week in week zero. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that's an asterisk or anything, but no, he's still very it, good. It's still somewhat up there, but however, they, in my opinion, yes, they did have a solid game against Duke, but they haven't been very impressive ever since uh, that loss to Ohio State. This is probably a more statement win for Sam Hartman because he his, his name really took a deep dive in the Heisman race when he lost to Ohio State. Yeah, and I think understandably so. I'm not sure if he's up there with Caleb Williams and Michael well, Penix Jr. No. Like, but and at the time Riley Leonard. Uh, I was sad to see him go down. Yeah, I mean, I think he's out for the season. I th- I want to say it's ACL, so I think he's I mean, out for the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, the guy left the ten on crutches, and that's yeah. normally not a good thing. No, he's. He's was exciting to watch. Way he was very physical with the ball. He looked like a better Henrik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame in this one. It's not yeah. even going to be close. This game is going to be available on ABC primetime at 6:30. Uh, on to 
The Big Ten, Fox, big noon kickoff at this game. Maryland, undefeated Maryland, undefeated Ohio State. Ohio State's ranked fourth in the country. Can we see a possible upset in this game? Maybe. I don't know. Ohio State is very impressive, like normal. With that big win against a good, like we just talked about, good Notre Dame team, it happened last second. To be able to pull that off is big for the Buckeyes. But Maryland, I haven't gotten to watch them. But the fact that they're undefeated is intriguing. I mean, it's- yeah, they're they're starting out 5-0 and right now. They... I think they should be ranked over Louisville, in my opinion. Yeah. But like they, every win that they've had is solid. You know, they, their only close game is what Charlotte, and that's eighteen points. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a head scratcher because Charlotte's not good. Well, Charlotte hung in with Florida at the same time in Florida. Oh, I forgot really about team. that. Yeah, maybe Charlotte's on the little bit of. An I think up, Charlotte's I know. actually kind of a slept team, but granted, yeah. they are one and four. But get, but here's their schedule. Uh, South Carolina State, is that a school? Yeah. Uh, then Maryland. Bulldogs. Then Georgia State. Then Florida. Then SMU. <laughs> so Georgia State's not bad either. Georgia yeah, State a, was undefeated until yeah, that's, last week. That's a tough schedule. Um, Charlotte got their, I think they got their first winning season or something last year. But Maryland Terrapins, very interesting. Haven't had the strongest of schedules look like. Townsend, like we just talked about, Charlotte. Then Virginia, who's been a very I I'm gonna I feel bad team. for the Cavaliers. They yeah. need one win. They, they almost had something. against Boston College. Yeah. Um then the Terrapins took on Michigan State with a very iffy program up there right now. Very lots of uncertainty with Mel Tucker. Well I mean he's out of the program now. I yeah, think they're just ready just to like, move on with him. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't blame him but lots of off the field issues and uh, dedication to that rather than focusing on field so you know I was thinking about this now we're gonna since we're on the subject about it could you say the Michigan State situation granted it's not or the since what he's dealing with is a far worse but could you compare it to last year with Scott Frost I mean maybe a little bit you, but you can you, you fire yeah, coach mid-season granted Mel Tucker did if it's true, if it's true, yeah, it's far worse than what Scott Frost did. Yeah, Scott, Scott Frost, Frost just lost just, football games. Yeah, he, it was Mel Tucker did something very worse. Yeah, but you fire coach midseason. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air. Urban Meyer's in the conversation. Yeah, not that. He was in the conversation you for wanted, Nebraska. I remember big noon kickoff coming here, and everyone was <laughs> cheering for Urban Meyer. I was like, no, <laughs> please no. <laughs> Like I think that's a very strong case of how they both hire their head coach early in the season. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air, and now they got to find a guy who can find their way forward. And there's yeah. still pretty good coaches out there who are still looking to have a job. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. That's not just the terms of the firing are a little different, so it makes it a little harder for Michigan State to focus on the field. It's probably easier now that Mel Tucker's away from the program, done with the program. They can, that interim, I can't, I don't know who is their interim coach right now. I think of the Mike Dean, not Mike Dean. Uh, I always get Mike D'Antoni mixed up. Yeah. Like, it's their old coach that they had before Mel Tucker. Mark, is it Mark D'Antoni? It might be D'Antoni. I think that sounds right. Is that, is that how you say his last name? Yeah, that sounds right. Is it right. Mark D'Antoni? Yeah. But whoever their interim head coach is, he can focus he can get the players focused now solely on the 
winning football games, getting back to football, and just trying to salvage the season in any way they can. Um, so it will be interesting what Michigan State does, but back to the Maryland. Ohio I say State. back to Maryland Ohio State. <laughs> it, it, uh, I that might be a sleeper upset game, but I just until Ohio State shows any sign of slipping up, especially after that Notre Dame win, I don't see Ohio State uh, against an unranked team playing a close game. I mean, Ohio State is coming off a bye week and yep. on some rest. <laughs> yep, Maryland is looking is looking pretty good. Uh, their quarterback, I always I can't forget his name. He's the brother of Tua. Uh, is it Tualia? I always say it's Tualia or Tyolua. I think it's Tyolua. I think it's Tyolua. Because I say the A's before the U. Yeah, so Tyolua might be right. However, their offense is putting up Ohio State numbers. 454 yards total offense compared to Ohio State 447. But their defense has to step up in some way. But granted, they've... Ohio State hasn't really played a lot of good quarterbacks compared to, uh, except Sam Hartman. Yeah. Ohio you know, State's offense had struggled early in the season, too. They And there's, you know, Marvin Harrison is back in this game. He will be playing in this game. His ankle is fine, especially with that bye week. It helps a lot. Yeah. But this is their most dangerous opponent that they're going to see before Penn State and Michigan. Oh, yeah. And Maryland... It, Maryland has slept on this game. Everyone's saying that now Ohio State's probably the greatest team in college football, which I am highly debating against. This I have yeah, not been I, high I on this Ohio agree. State team at all since Kyle McCord was named the starter. Yeah. It's you have the pieces around you and yes and you have that's all wins. But also Notre Dame has been known for choking in the spotlight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they have been known for that. And and especially when you have ten guys on the field. The first everyone's uh, saying yeah, they had was... ten guys on the field is the big picture. They had ten guys on the field on the first play and got stopped. Yep. You know, if Marcus Freeman can count and he added one more guy, they probably would have been stopped and everyone would be talking about how Notre Dame is the greatest team. Yeah. Probably in the country. So it's simply especially... one play away from a disastrous Ohio State season. Yeah. I had this team going nine and three. I think I did have them losing to Notre Dame. Mm. I'm gonna stick with the Buckeyes in this one, but don't be surprised whatsoever if Maryland comes out swinging big in this one. Yeah, it's definitely a sleeper game for sure. And they got Fox noon, Fox big noon kickoffs coming here. Attention's gonna be on uh, Tago Tago for sure. Yeah. But this Maryland offense is gonna be one to watch and. I think they play at Lincoln this year, don't they? That might be right. No, I think we play them on the road. Is it on the road? I think it's. Yeah, on we're the gonna road. look it up here real quick. Yeah. Oh no, it's in Lincoln. I was. It very is in wrong. Lincoln. Okay. I was, I was very wrong. I was trying to think of. But our games, this but yeah. offense, in my opinion, is gonna be fun to watch. Uh, yes, they are gonna put up big numbers against our defense if we can improve. Uh, but it's it's still gonna be a fun one to watch. So I'm going with Ohio State. You're going with Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State. All right, Big Twelve, Red River Rivalry Showdown. I love it. You got <laughs> whenever quick, this happens. Say that five it. times fast. Red, Red River Rivalry Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it once. Red, nah, nah, nah. You can try. <laughs> Oklahoma undefeated. Texas number three undefeated. Both. Both 
so much at stake in this line. This could just already name it the Big 12 championship and go on the playoffs right now. Oh, yeah. It's that type Who of game. Who else is in the Big 12 that could rival these guys? Honestly. Could Kansas State come back and do that? Maybe, but KU with their loss to Texas, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't really West think... West Virginia is 2-0 in West Virginia's looking very impressive, surprisingly, in my opinion. Yeah, they haven't looked too bad. They haven't played I mean, anyone, I, too. Personally, but. I thought UFC was going to have a very good year. That's not looking like the case. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's not too many There's really not a lot. Top. No, I see a big drop-off after Oklahoma and Texas, so I've, I agree with you. I think this is going to be the Big 12 championship game in a few months. Um, this is just a little preview. This is round one of that matchup down in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah, I mean, for this one, oh, man, where do you get started? First of all, Oklahoma has very much improved compared to last year. You know, when they yeah. came here to Lincoln last year, I'm, I was thinking, yes, this team is a college football playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Then the Nebraska curse somehow ended, started, and then teams were losing like crazy, right? Yeah, I forgot about the Nebraska <laughs> curse. <laughs> but Dylan Gabriel is a Heisman can- candidate. I'm saying that right yeah. now. Hi- Dylan Gabriel is a Heisman candidate, but that's not my hot take I was talking about earlier uh, yeah, yeah, in okay. class, okay? But he is a Heisman candidate. I remember saying this last week. He, if you look at the numbers... Uh, from his career, even when he was at UCF, that he's more accurate the ball, he's more throwing the ball, he can, he's using his legs a lot more. Yeah, he's making less mistakes. He is a very much if college football had a most improved award, it would definitely be to Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. However, though, they got now non mullet Quinn Ewers who plays better without the mullet than he does with it. And look to the mullet. It looks good, honestly. <laughs> I don't normally like mullets. I, I, I he was pretty good okay. in college, or he was pretty good in high school with the mullet. But yeah. college is a different story. Yeah. With, uh, Manning waiting on the bench yeah, for his Arch, turn. Arch Manning. Arch Manning waiting on the bench for his turn with his million dollars in his pocket, probably just for. I the mean, right now sake. he's just collecting a paycheck. Right now he's just sitting on the bench, him. and I don't blame him either. <laughs> I mean, but Quinn Quinn is probably going to go to the NFL next year, maybe, and maybe, then it's going to yeah. be Arch's time, you know. Yeah, it's going to be Arch Arch show. But back to today's game. Yeah. Oh man, Oklahoma has scored fifty plus points in three games. Uh, they they are six in the country in the turnover margin with a plus eight. That is impressive. That is impressive. Granted, the teams they have played they haven't you, gotten tested yet. They they've been. They haven't really been tested. They've only won by six, by fourteen to Cincinnati, blew out Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State States. hung in with them though, but yeah. then Oklahoma ran away with it. This is going to be a shootout, in my opinion. This is the type Maybe. of football that you love. Shootout. I'm hoping it's a shootout, unless it's like a, unless somehow defense steps up. Both quarterbacks going to be slinging the ball like crazy. However, though. Texas, on the other hand, if they can score 21 in a quarter, I've, I've done my research as our professor, Bo, Pol- Bo Dolman. <laughs> Sorry, I got There's Bo Pullman for 133, and yeah. there's a Bo Dolman <laughs> for, 250. for 250. If they score 21 points in a quarter, they're 4 0. So if, Interesting. However, Oklahoma, I don't know that research on that. <laughs> Let Bill Dolman down. <laughs> Not enough research. <laughs> I had a good start, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> but they have to contain Dylan Gabriel. 
this one's going to be close, but I want to hear what you think. And what's I think your this thoughts. is going to be a fun one. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more defensive than you're thinking. Uh, Texas held Alabama to what? 24. 24 points. That's not terrible for an Alabama offense. Like, Alabama team that's always going to be up there in the top 25, mm-hmm. at least. Um, I think Texas will squeak this one out. Probably a, I don't know exactly what a shootout score is, but I think it's probably going to be around a 34-27 win for Texas. I mean, I wouldn't call that a shootout. No, I like, think that's a just a good I, I game. I say that's a, that's a very reasonable guess. Yeah, I think Texas Longhorns... Even though I hate them, I think <laughs> so. You're riding, you're week. riding horns up. I think I'm riding horns up this week. Thirty-four twenty-seven in the Red River Red River Showdown tomorrow. Because my communications professor is uh, from T. She went to TCU. Okay. And I'm an Iowa State fan, so I'm going to be wearing an Iowa State shirt. Class, if she Are they noticed playing it. this week. They're playing TCU oh. this week. It's the Jack Trice game. They're going to be wearing those like. Oh those, yeah, those the uniforms those are, they're wearing. Those are mad. Those, they look pretty nice, but yeah. knowing for what like years past they've had uniforms like that. Yeah. But they've been downright awful. <laughs> These though, I really like the white helmet and the Ames instead of the Iowa State logo. Yeah. I like the Ames and it's gonna look clean. But Oklahoma and Texas, I'm going horns down. I'm going to go with OU in this one because I hate Texas, and Oklahoma just looks so, so good. As much as Texas looks good, Oklahoma's offense is a lot more phenomenal. That's the matchup to watch, Oklahoma's offense, Texas defense, because Oklahoma's defense allows too much, but also they can play shootout football. They have the capabilities for doing it. I'm going to go with Oklahoma and the Sooners, so horns down. Horns down for that. On to the Pac-12. I really wish this game was on, like, national TV. It's it on Pac-12 Network. It's only, it's only on the Pac-12 oh. Network. And it's such a good game. Washington State and UCLA. That's going to be a fun one. It's gonna, it is going to be a fun one. one. But, yeah, it's only on the Pac-12 Network on 2 o'clock. That's, like, literally the worst scheduling. That is so horrible. That's so bad. Okay, maybe I'm not so against Pac-12 going down after seeing that scheduling. It's, oh, it's a, my. Like, all right, yes, yeah, so you have the good teams, but, like, the scheduling. Come on, Pac-12. I, wanna, I, I think Pac-12 is one of the, like... It, one of, if not the best conference in college football this year. It is the best conference yes. in college football with, this year. Yeah. And you have you have the Pac-12. You have seven ranked teams. You had eight with Colorado. But Colorado is like the dead middle of that yeah. conference. They're not with the best, but they're not with the worst. Like, they're going to no. be dead middle. They're going to be like be... seven and five, six and six. Yeah. But, and I also told Mark this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Granted, with what you want with Colorado, you can love them. You can hate them. But you're obsessed with them. At least the media is. That's for sure. Yeah, we and the fans. Yeah, honestly, I either like, you love them or you hate them. You're obsessed with them. Oh yeah, for sports betting, past we've had to do content creation where we make our own picks. Past two weeks, I've done Colorado over both weeks because I know their offense is good. Their defense not is so horrendous. good. Yeah. their defense is really bad. They next year if they can pick up that defense, they're a scary team. Shador Sanders. 
doing the store. Yeah, just the watch. Flash to watch, flash to watch. I think that's everyone's go-to move now. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just flex the wrist. <laughs> um, I think if they could turn that defense around, they are a scary, scary team next year. And I believe Dion has already confirmed that Shador is not going to the NFL draft this year. Is he not? I, I, think, mean, I think that's what I've seen. I think he should stay. I think like, he should stay personally. I, I like players waiting all four years develop way there's no rush uh, especially with nil now there's mm-hmm. not that big well of rush i mean heck we're seeing NFL. caleb williams now saying he might not go to the nfl yeah. because he's making so much money in college buttload but back to uh, <laughs> we keep getting off on tangents hey i love this though <laughs> it's already nine it's already eight o'clock and we still have another hour of this so i am perfectly fine with that, all right <laughs> it's a lot better than doing it by myself like last oh, yeah. week i think i ended the show like i'm like yeah, I'm gonna stop. I'm done. <laughs> so I absolutely love this. So, yeah. uh, Washington, Washington State, UCLA, Washington State, Washington State escapes uh, an Oregon State comeback. They win 38-35. Cameron Ward is just doing Cameron Ward stuff right now. He is actually on the Heisman watch right now. Uh, and then UCLA, they stayed in with Utah. Not very offense productive. A lot more defense. That was a defensive game um, for sure. That looked more like a SC, prime SEC game from prime SEC days, fourteen yeah. to seven final. The USC Ooh. on CBS at two o'clock, <laughs> not the Pac-12 Network. Not the dang Pac-12 Network. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this one, Trevor? I think this is gonna be really fun. Um, I think I'm not sure how good UCLA is. They lose, like you just said, to a Utah team. Utah is good. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is very good. I mean, their the defense Utah, is carrying oh, them right now. Yeah, 14 of those points for Utah against UCLA were defensive. Um, but the fact that they lose that game and until Utah gets back Cam Rising, I don't think Utah's doing too much. And the fact that UCLA lost to them and Washington State – They've they beat Oregon State, a good Oregon State team in a Pac two matchup. Uh next year. The Tupac. Tupac, sorry, <laughs> yes. The Tupac matchup. Um That's what and I otherwise just have dominated teams. Colorado State won fifty to twenty four. Wisconsin thirty one twenty two. Northern Colorado sixty four twenty one. Washington State has looked good good to me and so i think washington state i wouldn't be surprised if there's a this was a bit of a blowout um it's yeah on the road still but the what they play in rose bowl pasadena yep rose Rose bowl that's not a very formidable road place to go to just because i want to say it's off campus right for them them and usc just do not have the home crowds that most other colleges do. So, well, it's hard when you have a school literally in the smack dab middle of Los Angeles. Yeah, no, no, no gripe on like UCLA. It's hard to do that in both them and USC, both off-campus stadiums. So it's harder to get the students out there. But yeah, the road being this being on the road for Washington State doesn't make that big of an impact to me. I think Washington State wins this by. 14 to 17 points. You mentioned UCLA has a really good defense, 263 yards allowed. You mentioned Washington State has a good offense, 533 yards per game. Which which one is going to come out more? Is it going to be more of Washington State's offense or UCLA's defense? 
Personally, Cam Ward is going to do more Cam Ward stuff. I'm going to go with the Cougars in this one. It's going to be close at first. Don't be surprised if Washington State only has like a three-point lead at halftime. Yeah. But then Washington in the second half, they're going to just be rolling with it. So oh, yeah. Uh, final game for the Power 5 games to watch. Also, you can follow the Sports Fan Show on social media. I... I'm only on one form, so if you can guess it, go ahead and click the follow button. Uh, I will give you a clue, though. It involves, like, a, a picture. The yeah. app looks like a picture, like yeah. a camera. I wonder which one it is. I, I, I can't say it, otherwise oh, yeah. I'm going to be fined. So, oh, really? Or not, I'm not going to be fined, but, like, the the studio will be, like... That's really interesting. Caution. That's something Professor Rick Alloway told us. Like, we can't mention profit organizations because we're a non-profit radio station. Interesting. That's really interesting. So... Anyways, so I can't. That's why I can't say like. That's why I say wherever yeah. you find your podcast, which you can find the sports yeah. fan show, because you can't say these big streaming yeah, yeah, yeah. platforms. So. Interesting. Okay. You do have to watch your words on the radio. Yeah. But. Anyways, Southeastern Conference. This would probably be in years past. This would probably be a game that you overlook a lot. Oh yeah. Me on the other hand. You know, what, I'm going to say a, right this now. This is a primetime game. Kentucky is winning it. I like that. Kentucky I is. I don't disagree. Kentucky's. Georgia's not that good. They have not looked like the number one team in the country. That no. is for sure. They've taken care of business. They've won all their games. And some of them in convincing fashion. Some of them in scary fashion. Yeah. Who was it that they were close with? Uh, the, they were losing like to South that. Carolina 14 to 3 at the yeah, half. Yeah. And then they escaped Auburn at Jordan Hare. Yeah. Granted, this is in Athens, and people are saying, well, Georgia's going to win because they're back at home. That, uh, Athens is a scary place to play. It is a scary place to play, but, but also South, South Carolina, Carolina almost yeah, walked away with – they were half away with breaking the streak. Yeah. Kentucky is a team that can very well do it. Georgia does not have a very good run defense. Kentucky, on the other hand – has a really good run offense, and especially with running back Ray Davis, who popped off last week, 280 yards on the ground against Florida. And also, Kentucky has a good run defense, allowing less than 80 yards per game. Like, that's almost Nebraska-level stuff if Nebraska actually held Blake Corm and J.J. McCarthy down <laughs> in those yards because yeah. like, they had, like, what, almost 200 rushing yards maybe in that Probably, game? Probably, yeah. Uh, but we also had to deal with a lot of injuries, like Luke Reimer and Deshaun Singleton went down. Yeah. Nothing stands out to this Georgia team with me. Almost nothing. But so I've seen lots of people saying they have not earned this one number one spot, and I'm, I agree. They. I'm very surprised. Good. I'm very surprised Michigan's not the number one team. Yeah, Georgia's look good, but they haven't proven themselves. They win this, it's a bit more prove proven and. I think they look good, but Kentucky just has taken care of business in all their games. Um, 44-14 went over Ball State, 28-17 over Eastern Kentucky. That's their only head, that's their only head yeah, that's Yeah, that's the only one that really is like interesting. Akron, 35-3 win. Vanderbilt, 45-28 win. And then against the Gators, Florida Gators, 33-14. That was a bit of a surprise to me. After I thought uh, Florida had bounced back after that loss to Utah week one. Um, but when they, beat, when they beat Tennessee. Yeah, then they beat Tennessee two weeks later, and I'm like, Florida might be... Florida might have a little bounce back and look good, and then Kentucky just goes in and 
takes care of business. 33-14 win. As far as I, I didn't get to really watch it, but the little bit I checked up on the game, that game was never in doubt. It was the Kentucky show the whole way. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think Kentucky has a chance in this game. I think Georgia squeaks out a close one, 7-10 yeah. to 10 points. I think Kentucky definitely covers a massive, in my mind, 14.5-point spread. That's way too high. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Kentucky 100% covers that, but I think Georgia can squeak out of Athens with a win because it is in Athens. The only thing that really concerns me is, one, can Devin Leary take care of the ball? He's thrown five picks, and we're now in week six. That's kind of scary. That's a pick a week. At least. That's Um, that's not great. At least on average. But also, they do have this big guy in Ray Davis who he has a total of 594 yards on the ground. And also, he had 280 last week. That's probably why his numbers are big boosted up right now. But I think the only thing for Kentucky that really that they can do and that can help their chances of winning is to keep an eye on Brock Bowers literally 24-7. If Auburn kept their eye on Brock Bowers for just two plays, they probably could have came out with a win. With a win. But it's just so weird that I'm literally saying this right now, that Kentucky has the <laughs> chance to beat the Georgia Bulldogs who have been dominant for the past two and a half years. Hey, I like to hear it. But you got to go big, go home. Kentucky is very well teamed to do it. This almost like last year when Kentucky was playing Ole Miss. Yeah. Like this is almost that type of game. Yeah. And I, Ole Miss did win that game, but it was a very close one throughout the literally the entire thing. So... I'm going to go Wildcats in this one. So, And you got Georgia by a little bit? I got Georgia by 7 to 10 points. So, yeah, Georgia. Bulldogs in this one. Okay. Anything else that you'd like to mention or any other game besides Nebraska? Because we're going to get that later into the show. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember some of the good matchups this week. LSU-Missouri is interesting. Uh, Top 25 there. Yeah, I mean, that was another one I would have thought of picking, yeah. but LSU... Three and two LSU's ranked. That's very L- interesting. LSU is still ranked because they're LSU. <laughs> uh, they're not doing very yeah. good whatsoever. Um, look at the Alabama-Texas A&M game for a little bit of a upset. Just like two years ago, Alabama went into Kyle Field, got that loss on last second field goal. A&M is 4-1. Alabama hasn't looked like Alabama of years past. Look for the Aggies to squeak out a little win there. Okay, okay, a little upset. Vegas seems like them too. Only one Alabama's only one point favorites. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this game's gonna be at three o'clock. This is also a Big Twelve game. I briefly thought of if it wasn't for the Red River Red River Robbery Showdown. UCF and Kansas. Can Kansas bounce that's, back? That's gonna be interesting. Or right? is UCF gonna be able to? Is UCF gonna be able to? Did they win? Did they blow it or did Baylor? They blew it against. I Baylor. say they blew it against Baylor, and are they gonna be able to bounce back? Yeah, how are they gonna bounce it? back? Yeah, Especially to a Baylor team who's probably, you know, one of the worst teams in college football right now. Maybe. Yeah, they're up there for sure. Uh, Lots of interesting matchups this week, for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good ones. I mean, I'm going to mention this right now. Colorado taking on Arizona State, so they're probably going to get a win there, maybe. They they should. I'd be very surprised if they wouldn't. I think it might be a little close, like 10-point win. Mm -hmm. but It'll be close at first, and this is in uh, Arizona. So, so. Tempe. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> this is going to be a match, match, funny matchup to watch on ESPN2. Texas Tech taking on Baylor. <laughs> Texas Tech is the rule. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Talk about worst of the worst right yeah. there. If, oh, man. Texas Tech. Texas Tech? Seems I mean, like they, they I mean Houston's pretty bad at football right now. Yeah. I mean, they did pull a win there, but. I mean, Texas Tech, they might not be that bad. They've barely lost all their games. They lost in double overtime to Wyoming week one. I think that's the biggest lost surprise. Eight. No, they lost only by eight to Oregon week two. Yeah. I mean, and then they lost close, by but... seven two weeks later against West Virginia. Which was a team that I thought was going to be pretty bad. Are they going to be in Nebraska, what, two or three years ago? Three and nine team? Are they going to be the best three and nine team in college? Are they going to overtake Nebraska for best I, I, three and nine? I don't nine know. Team I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? And then uh, one more game I'd just like to mention that could be on high alert. Arizona taking on USC. I think Arizona only lost to Washington by seven, if I'm correct. I don't know for sure. I'm gonna have to get my Washington. Yeah, seven. Uh, I'm gonna have to get my Washington fan Charlie Wing on to see if that's uh, approved or if that's true or not. It is. They only won by, by seven. Yeah, Washington yeah. only won by seven. And then USC almost blew it against Colorado because they don't have a defense to save their life. Yep. Uh, and Colorado can't play shootout football. Yeah. So. I mean, that's how I mentioned that they've got to win games. So, yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next on the Sports Fan Show here on 90.3 KR New Lincoln, the the Big Ten released their 2024 to 2028 schedules. We're going to get that next. You're listening to 90.3 KRNU Lincoln Alternative Music. about 8.30 or so on the Sports Fan Show with Anthony Goomont on 90.3 KRU New Lincoln. Uh, here with Trevor Darnell from, I keep forgetting, Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh North, North Carolina. Carolina. Uh, big Appalachian State fan. Oh yeah, that's the one team in North Carolina I like. App State. <laughs> Love those Mountaineers. So, Trevor and I are talking. We are in a fantasy league uh, together. <laughs> With uh, a 14 team, which in my opinion is a little bit too much. It is a lot of team. But it is a lot it'd be kind of fun if you're with the right people, but still 14 is a lot. So yeah. Especially with a bunch of people that know football like we do. Yeah. Or at least like mostly know football. I mean, if you have a grand generalization, if you have a grand idea of what fantasy football is and how it works, you can easily be in it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the conversation right now is <laughs> the Commanders and Bears are playing. The Bears are up, what, 20 to 3? 20 to 3, last I checked. And you just said Sam Howell threw a pick, too. Yeah, Bears are threatening again. Washington 13 yard line. Not even halftime. Please, for the love of. The Bears gonna do it. 
Are they gonna blow another game? Or are they gonna fun? Please blow the lead so Sam Howell can do good. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I care for Sam Howell right now is because he is my starting quarterback because Deshaun Watson is on a bye. Yep. I have Brian Robinson who only has a point because he has six carries for ten yards. Uh, I have Logan Thomas, who's my tight end, because Darren Waller is just not doing it this year. But he has 4.8 points. You have a very Commanders and Bears heavy team. I don't... That's the thing. I'm trying to get rid of my Commanders. (laughs) No one wants the Commanders, too. They're not... Honestly, should I just, like, drop Sam Howell for, like, Mac Jones? That's a just trading bad for bad right there. But I'm already bad enough. I'm one and three right now. (laughs) Staring at our bad punishment. If it wasn't for DJ Moore having five receptions, 137 yards, and two touchdowns, which could be number three here soon, hopefully, and he has 70.7 points. Wow. (laughs) 30.7 points. I would probably... uh, just leave the league, honestly. Yeah, soon. Well, you still got... There's still a couple teams down with you. Blake's at one and three. Logan, Logan's at one and three. Yeah. That's, a, that's a bit surprising. And then and then there's Mark at, at 0 and 4. 4. But that's... We're not... This man, this man, Mark. Surprised. Mark, if you're listening... <laughs> I'm so I, sorry, Mark. I'm sorry, but like you need to listen to this. <laughs> if you have a quarterback... Who is on your bench? You're just saying this so you could get this. <laughs> I want CJ Stroud! <laughs> you also want Jordan Love for me. And I do want Jordan Love. I will give you Jordan Love after this week. Okay, who are you going to give? Let's uh, do it right now. Do it yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> Set this up right now. <laughs> we will get into the Big Ten uh, scheduling, but right now we got some business to do. <laughs> we got some Actually, here, let's do that after the show so that way we don't waste time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do it in between breaks here. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you have Justin Herbert, I, man. You yeah, don't yeah. need Jordan I need, Love. I need Love this week because Herbert's on bye. Yeah, and then okay, yeah. and then I can have Love. Yeah, I'll is that a promise? Love. I'll trade you Love. Okay, because Bar, I'm because Herbert you're not gets you're, injured though. I'm gonna be so mad if Herbert <laughs> gets injured. I want Love back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will be so mad that I traded Love, but I'll help. I you mean, out. the only quarter I did have Brock Purdy, which I kind of regret trading now, but also it, it's a fa- it was a fair deal. It was yeah. a fair deal. So. Anyways, anyways, Big Ten, Big Ten football scheduling. Uh, this had this actually in the summer before Washington and Oregon moved to. Um, the Pac-12, they released this get a 2024-2025 schedule with USC and UCLA. Yep. Then the announcement came that Oregon and Washington were coming in, and just it was in just last month, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in September, pretty recently, like early September. Yeah, something like that. So, about right. so then the Big Tw- the Big Ten needed to just absolutely scrap that plan and put, and instead they go double or nothing with 2024 to 2028 seasons. That's just a long time. Yeah, five years is wild. um, But before we do that, I almost forgot my own personal segment that I do. Oh. So uh, if I can get this cord in, there we go. Uh, Turn on that music. We going back in the day. We're about to take it back, back, back. Easy mistake for me to make because, you know, back in my day, we didn't have rain. You like that? I like that. That was awesome. All right. So, 
We're going to go back in time here. 1915, we talked about Ronald Acuna having 70 stolen bases. Oh. Mr. Ty Cobb stole base number 96 of the season, which stood for an MLB record until 1962. Yeah. Uh, which until I can't think of the player, but I think he stole like 108 bases. Could it be Ricky? Ricky Anderson? Um, I know he stole a lot of bags, but I can't remember who it is. MLB's single base stolen bases is Hugh Nickel with 138 in 1887. No, I, that can't be true. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Any woozles. 1932, uh, hockey team for you. The Detroit Falcons become the Detroit Red Wings. Don't know if you know that team at all. I Any? didn't know about the Falcons. Uh, yeah, they were Red called Wings. the Detroit Falcons before the Red Wings, yeah. and that's when the Wayne Wheel was introduced. I like that logo. It is that really logo it is, is a good logo. 1962, the Beatles released their first ever recording with a song called "Love Me Do." You a big nice. Eagles guy? Big I Beatles? like the Beatles. They're, yeah. they're not bad. Not too bad. No, they're good. They're a good band. Like 1976, the MLB expansion draft started with the Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. So shout out to my roommate Jack Lyons there say for Jack Seattle Lyons. Mariners. Yeah, and I unfortunately uh, into the season, but hey, yeah, you say you two guys had a podcast together. Two guys, yeah. one foul pole. Yeah, uh, two guys, one foul pole. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it fell, come, fell come apart to over end. the summer. Yeah, and just logistically came too much, and then this semester we both been very busy. So yeah. totally stand that one hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, and then 1994, the NBA season. Oh wow, the NBA shortens actually the three-point line to 22 feet. I think to probably help a man named Michael Jordan, who then set a career and three-point attempts and converted more three-pointers that season than ever. Coincidence? I think not. Nope. Uh, just like Acuna's stone base for 40-70. Has a little bit to do with the new rules of bigger yeah, bags. I mean, the bigger and bags, three maybe? three throws all over makes it. That does make it easier to steal bases. It does. Um, and then final one, uh, two thousand one. Barry Bonds hits number seventy one and seventy two home runs to break Mark McGuire's MLB season home run record. Love steroid so, boy. Say, should he Barry be in the Bonds. Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think he should. I, may I? I don't know. It, everyone at that time was doing it. Yeah, so, so why is he the exception? No. Yeah, well, I don't think any of those guys are. And really also, um, one more thing. Big happy birthday. I know this guy's not listening at all. He's listening <laughs> uh, to a bunch of teenage girls singing Swifty. <laughs> happy birthday, Mr. Travis Kelsey. Happy birthday, Travis. But yeah, he's definitely just listening to T Swift on repeat right now. Oh my gosh. Do you like that at all? From the, uh, it's all, all it's cool at first. But then you watch the games, and as a football fan, it just gets so repetitive. It was interesting at first because you think, how can Taylor Swift be with Travis Kelsey? Yeah. You know, it was, the, it was a question. It's it's just like any other celebrity couple you see. It's like, can they are they really going to work out? Probably not. Probably not. But. but then, you know, now you're watching football, and every time you watch the Chiefs, it's you see, you see Taylor Swift. You see Taylor Swift more than 20, the action. Yeah, I the part that started to get me mad was Isaiah Pacheco's touchdown first touchdown in the game last week. Can't don't even get Swift. to yeah. Don't even get to really watch his celebration. You get like half a second of his celebration right to Swift. I'm like, it, it, it takes away show, from it. Show her a couple seconds later. Yeah, like, or something. Don't yeah. show her right away. She don't care yeah. about Isaiah Pacheco. 
No. But they're all you also can see the room like the fake rumors saying that she's actually dating Kadarius Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was back in the day. So back to the Big Ten. Uh, this is on Dennis Dodd, I believe say how you say his name, on CBS Sports. Uh, the Big Ten is launching a model called a Flex Protection 8, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much it's kind of similar a little bit to the model that they had early in the summer where uh, the 18 Big Ten schools will play one another at least twice, one at home and one at away. Uh, the numbers of conference games will still remain at nine. Uh, tie-breaking procedures, though, will be announced uh, later on, probably when it gets more serious. Yeah. Whatever. That's going to be the interesting thing. Yeah. All the tiebreakers. I saw uh, on Twitter or on a... I still call it Twitter. Yeah. Uh, college football Reddit, they posted a thing where four teams, I think, next year can all end the season undefeated. Huh. <laughs> Four teams at the Big Ten can end the season undefeated. It's, it's crazy. It's wild. It's just, there, there shouldn't be 18 teams in a conference whatsoever. No. It's just way too much. No. It's way too much. Be. It's like a 14-team league fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. Um, but And then also, the Big Ten will continue its plan to remove divisions from the league beginning in 2024. So that... I do kind of like that. I do like that, but I don't at the same time. Because you do have 18 teams. You do yeah. need to divide it up some way. Yeah, I think but theoretically, like, the way they have it set up... also, you could have like a... You could have USC Oregon one year. You could have Michigan, Ohio State maybe in the Big Ten championship yeah, one year. Yeah, let me... Maybe a Penn State, Oregon. You know, make it a lot more interesting. It it does make it a lot more interesting, especially with all these good teams coming in the conference. I think they would have, if they would have tried to dissolve conferences like before these teams joined, it would have gotten messy. It would because it would have just been Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Penn State, Michigan. Those matchups just year in and year out, like especially. Next couple of years. Well, like this year, especially, you see the West who have a lot of like. Nebraska's winning the West. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> no, we have a chance, and until we don't have a chance. Hey, Northwestern still has a chance right now. That, so, like, yeah? you, you always see the West up in the air. Yeah. But then the East, it's either Michigan, uh, Ohio State, or Penn State. But most yeah. of the time, it's been Ohio State. Yep. And years past, you have seen Penn State here and there. Michigan. But recently, you have seen a lot of Michigan. Yep. So. So. Uh, I like that they're waiting to dissolve yeah. conferences till then. Um, the protected rivals, on the other hand, uh, big Iowa gets the most with three with Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Nebraska's only protected rival is Iowa, um, but then other other teams only have one win. So to get all the protected rivals, Illinois North gets Northwestern, Purdue, Indiana gets Purdue. Iowa, we just mentioned. Maryland gets Rutgers. Michigan gets Michigan State and Ohio State, so that's good that we're still having that rivalry. Yeah. Michigan State only gets Michigan. Minnesota gets Iowa and Minis- and Iowa and Wisconsin. I know Josh Quas would love that rivalry that stays in. Yeah. Nebraska just gets Iowa, like we mentioned. Northwestern gets Illinois. Ohio State only gets Michigan. Oregon only gets Washington. Purdue, Illinois gets in, in Indiana. Rutgers gets Maryland. UCLA gets USC. USC gets UCLA. Washington it's Oregon and Wisconsin only gets Iowa. Yeah, I don't like how Iowa gets three. And three, it just happened so be. But 
I mean, three not great teams, at least right now. But coming from Iowa, like those are trophy games. Yeah. So, so that's probably why they kept those. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with it, but I know it, it kind of sucks that Iowa is getting. That Iowa gets the most benefit. They, yeah, they get the most benefit because they're hated the most. <laughs> <laughs> they're hated by us in Minnesota and Wisconsin, so they get those games now. Yeah. Every single year, year, year in and year out. And. That kind of sucks. I like you said. I do like how Michigan is keeping Michigan State and Ohio State as rivals, keeping it in state rival. Um, and Michigan State's good. And then I keeping re- the game is. I think what's really great. sad though. I think, based on what I looked it up, because I literally clicked Command C, Command V. Penn State literally gets no protective rival. Do they really? They really get nothing. That's that is unfortunate. But when you think about it. That's probably that's probably better for them that they don't have to and play who's Ohio their State. Rival? Ohio State? Yeah, Michigan. It's not much. It's not just like uh I was kinda of surprised Northwestern had a rival and then I think they just kinda of threw Illinois there because it's an in state. Because they needed somebody, yeah. Yeah, in state and so I, don't know, I thought Penn State would have gotten at least somebody, even if it was like Rutgers or like, Yeah, hopefully they'll but, get a non con um rival like Pitt. Maybe they do that. Maybe they bring in state Pitt. As a rival, but yeah, that would be in state. Yeah, maybe they do know. that. That'd be kind of interesting to watch. So It'd be fun. When it comes to Nebraska's schedule, uh, I'm pretty sure some of you have already seen it, but if not, going to announce it right now. 2024 uh, home Illinois Rutgers LS, UCLA sorry and Wisconsin and then away Indiana Iowa Ohio Ohio State. It just says Ohio on CBS. Uh, yeah, no, that's Ohio State. Uh, oh, I see Ohio State. Purdue, USC, and then also if you want to look this uh, online, I'm pretty sure you can. I'm not going to announce every single game for the next yeah. five years. Uh, but most notable ones for sure, Oregon in 2026 is home, then 2027. No, 2026 is away, 2027 is home. Uh, UCLA, like I just mentioned, home next year, but away in 2025. USC is going to be away next year home in 2025 that's kind of the same slate that we saw in the summer yeah and then washington it's away at 2027 and home on 2026 i know jack's mad that we uh are just getting washington just after we graduate that should be the year we graduate right yeah it'll be yeah so senior year yeah well that'll be fall of 2026 theoretically we're graduating spring 2026 yeah, so we yeah. would we would, we would st- just be graduated. No, we would yeah. be watching them. What? We would be so, Yeah. 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 So we will be but. watching Washington. Yeah. He'll be um, he'll be able to watch his Huskies. I'm pretty sure Charlie oh, yeah. would like that too. Yeah. So um but yeah, I think one thing that stuck out to me, it's really interesting, is we have Ohio State, USC and UCLA three times in that five year stretch. That's tough. Especially Heck, we play those you said Ohio State, USC, and UCLA. Yeah. We play them all whole next year. Yeah. And that because we have to play them three times in five years, we have to get the thing started early. We have to, that's a tough slate to have three times. Um, and so I love how we kept Iowa protected rival, getting played them every year is great. Um, yeah. I like how Minnesota is a three timer and Wisconsin, two. Trophy games, I believe. I know mm-hmm. Minnesota is. Wisconsin, I believe, is a trophy game. 
for us? Maybe not. I I honestly don't know about. I, I feel like it is. I know. I, min, I know Nebraska Minnesota is a trophy. Game. Yeah, they have the broken. Ch- yes, broken chair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, five dollar broken chair. Mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, Fopolini. Um, but yeah, I I think. Ooh, I like Rutgers three times. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably lose two of those now that I said that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the thing that stuck out to me: USC, UCLA, Oregon, or Ohio State, all three times in five years. That's that's rough when you're trying to basically restart a program like rule is. Yeah. I don't remember who I said this to, either if it was on air or off air, but, you know, Nebraska right now in the direction they're going is trying to be like how, in my eyes, how they were in like the 90s, you know, yeah. round pound the ball, run, 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 we're going to be physical. They've done a pretty good job at it too. However, though, with every pro, there's cons. Yeah. There's never, there's probably ne- never a situation that there wasn't a con that that there's pros. Yeah. On the con side of this, as of this season, the passing game has been going. Granted, you never know what's like going to be in 2026 when you have to play Ohio State, Washington, Michigan, and Oregon. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Granted, that's if tough. these teams are relevant, how they are now, if they are then. Yeah. Because you're going to be. There's rumors saying Jim Harbaugh is going to be leaving Michigan. Um, who knows if Ryan Day is still going to be at Ohio, at Ohio State? Yeah. We'll see if. Washington's going to be the team they are now that they are then. Without my, Michael Penix Jr.? Well, he, he's, he's he's going to the NFL down. either this year. Yeah. I think he's, I think this year's his final eligibility year, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, but what they're like without It's going to be interesting of how, how the future teams are going to look like, especially the programs like Oregon, who are always relatively good. You have Michigan, who lately have been more dominant, but also in years past haven't been. Ohio State's going to be – Still being Ohio State, I thought it's gonna be interesting to see also, just like just like how the process goes and if Nebraska gets impatient with Matt Rule, yeah, or if they they say hey, we did sign you to a big deal, but we can also push it too. You know they had that year with Scott Frost. You know in his fifth year, just last year, people were saying this is his most do or die season. Yeah, and, and then he didn't when, perform, and and then yeah, lost to George Southern, and that's when they. Cut, cut the ties. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Rule keeps this up. Yeah. That pretty soon we, patience will run out. Hopefully they stick with him. Um, he's proven to be a good college football coach in the past, at least, mm-hmm. at Baylor, at Temple. And it's taken a while for him to get those programs off the ground. Year one, he's gone, I want to say it was Year one in one 23, I believe, combined at those two schools. Year one has been a very... Just tough year for him. Yeah. And both which programs, is, too. Which is understandable at Baylor and Temple, too. Temple, he's, they weren't good. He took over a bad football team, and he got a win. 1-11, I believe. Uh, I think that, was that was with Baylor. That was with Baylor. So he went 0-12 with Temple, which... I think I thought he won two games at Temple. He might have. I thought... I, he hasn't done good. But Baylor, he took over a, a, like a very scandal-ridden yeah. team. Where he literally ground up, he built that program and made them relevant um, until basically kind of this year. Mm-hmm. They've really taken a dip this year, but they've been good the past handful, of, like good 
made a college football playoff, I believe, or yeah. they were close. They were. They made the Sugar Bowl. They was were, it? They're but I think they lost ranked. that. Yeah, but they've been good, and um, so hopefully Nebraska sticks with them. Let him do the process that he's done at Temple and Baylor, and hopefully that process does work out here in Nebraska, and he does turn this program around and make it good again. It does make it more interesting now, knowing that these four pretty good teams are going to be coming into play. Yeah. And ex- especially what it is, it's money, so the Big Ten's now going to be making more market deals. I wonder if they're going to be having a partnership with Nike somehow, knowing that they have Oregon now coming in. Maybe. I remember that was like one of my story ideas for our sports writing assignment. Oh, yeah? I mean, like, how can the Big Ten and Nike merge and make the make both companies more su- successful? That'd be interesting. So, uh, since we only had like ten minutes left, I'm gonna go ahead and stay on here. We're gonna be now talking about uh, Nebraska and Illinois. If that's all right with you, Trevor? Yeah. Since we're on the topic of Nebraska, let's just keep it on with Nebraska. Yeah. So they're taking on Illinois, who honestly is probably one of the most disappointing teams we are seeing this year yeah because they had that good year last year right Mm -hmm. last year they were good and they just haven't played up to potential this year it seems like um say they had a close win with toledo and then kansas the score does not show like they were close and they were not close with in that game at all yeah i mean Penn State is Penn State. They hung in with them in the first half, but like also a lot of teams have been hanging with Penn State yeah. in the first half before Penn State close win against goes on Adrian close Mike. good probably good win against FAU. Yeah, but then getting blown out by Purdue. I don't know. Illinois is just not They've looking been good. Up and down. It'll be interesting. Illinois three and a half point favorites now started at a two and a half. Um, I think that's just because they're the home team. I think if this Bradley. game was in Lincoln, Nebraska would be a one-point favorite, one and a half, um, something like that. I, I mean, who knows with this game? I, it's hard to say. This Nebraska team has looked very bipolar, it seems. And against, you, you do get the good, you do get the bad, and you do get the ugly. Yeah, against Minnesota and Colorado. How how can you kind of look worse than that? I know it's tough to go on the road two games under a new head coach. It's tough to start the season like that. But then you come home and you look pretty good against two teams you're supposed to look good against, Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. And then you showed absolutely no fight against Michigan at all. There was... Like, there's you, nothing to cheer about in that game at all except for, at the very end, Joshua Flex busts out a that big run. That is if you were still in the stands. Yeah, which I was working, so I was stuck I mean, there. well, you you had to stay in I there. had I to mean, stay there, which I, was disappointing. Personally, but, in that game, I was, like, one of the first students in the whole stadium. Like, yeah. I was right there at, like, around noon, you know, missed the unity walk is that what they call it when yeah. the players walk through yeah, i missed that just so i can stay in line and got to my seat kind of sat down i was playing retro bowl college <laughs> on my phone you know uh but then got bored of that and they started playing the northwestern uh penn state game on so i'm like okay we're gonna watch some football now so my phone battery yep. doesn't die yeah well then they stopped playing that about like an hour or so when Oh yeah, hour before we start like doing live shots. Like an hour before shots. we started, then that's when they start doing those sh- like their programming stuff yep. and like yep. all these videos that they do. I'm like, well, 
anyways, long story short, I was there for like five hours. Yeah. And I felt really bored and it was 35 nothing. I was starting to feel dehydrated Yeah. for a little bit. I'm just like... It was hot out too. It was really hot, but... No, I wanted to leave at halftime. Yeah. I I really wanted to, but stuck. But yeah, there was just nothing about that game that looked or felt good. Which you were just hoping they came out with some moral victory. Didn't look, didn't get absolutely manhandled. I, I thought Nebraska was going to hang in it in the first half. I thought our defense was going to be able to slow down Michigan just enough to keep it a 3 to 7 to at 10 point game. game. Yeah. Yeah. At halftime, but it was just ugly from the beginning, and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. And there's so many notes you can take out of it, but there's nothing that you can hang your hat on at all, which makes it tough to go into this week, but also helps going into this week. You're a Nebraska team that's really mad. Yeah. You just got blown out by Michigan after you finally started to look good. You're going in up into Champaign looking being mad and ready to play hopefully and I, th- I hope they pull off a win I think they're going to pull off a win just because I'm a Nebraska mm-hmm. fan but they you never should. know with this team you look at this matchup and you're thinking no way this team like I didn't get that <laughs> try again <laughs> not you my Apple watch <laughs> um, but yeah I mean this is a much interesting match, but I thought Illinois is going to be pretty good, especially in the years past that they've had pretty good teams. Yeah. Luke Altmaier has looked like a a bum quarterback with, yeah. like, he's got 1,000 yards in the air. He's 65% of his passes, five touchdowns. Well, where's the bum part of this? He's been sacked 19 times, and he's That's got— That's a bad O-line. Bad O-line, and he's been intercepted seven times. Just yeah. poor decision-making. Yeah. I think four of those were against Kansas. Wow. Yeah. The guy does. The guy does not look good, and you get blown out by Purdue, like absolutely Purdue blown out. Good. Yeah, it it it's doesn't tough. look good. So like, you, I don't I don't know this too early to say this now, but you, you could. This probably looks like a matchup, but probably, but bottom half of the West teams. It definitely is, and I'm, it's. It's I'd be too, surprised if it's not. It's two mediocre teams. I'm not saying we're a bad team, and I'm not saying Illinois is a bad team because no. they have a pretty decent schedule. I mean, well, they're going to go on the road to – okay, maybe not a decent schedule. They should, <laughs> they should pick up at least three wins. Yeah. They should pick up at least three wins remaining on their schedule. However, though, I had this team going 9-3 and three yeah. at the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to look pretty good. They just haven't been – uh, and then you know, go on the Nebraska side of things. Our when is the pass offense going to become a thing? Like, I feel like sometimes when are the wide receivers se- going to get separation? When is the O line going to give Henrik or Sims time to throw well, the ball? I think he- I think Heinrich. I think Harburg is honestly the full name starter. I, until in my mind, until he proves that he's not, until, I think he has until he that starts job. like turning over the ball more. Yeah. Or like just making terrible decisions. I think Harburg is definitely the guy yeah. because Sims, you know, had those those turnovers in the first two games and you just can't risk that. Yeah. And you know, you still have Matt Rule saying he's not 100%. I think that's just a PR statement saying that like, you know, he's saying Jeff is our guy, you know, we brought him in here for a reason. <clears throat> but you got to you you do have to say that and Unfortunately, I think that's going to be true. Maybe I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sims gets some playing time. I expect him to get some playing time in Michigan game. I thought he was too, honestly. But, 
Um, this is a do or die game for Nebraska if they want to make a bowl game. I mean, yeah, the you're we're already this is going to be week number six, and the schedule honestly week six you can pick up. I see, I see three maybe wins three in a row, wins. maybe three I wins see. in a row, and then it gets tough, and so you need this to be able to get in a bowl game to be able to go like if you win this game you're looking at the rest of the season feeling comfortable going being able to go six and six and make a bowl game for the first time in forever <laughs> well it feels like forever. Feel, it feels like forever what was it 2018 probably i don't know i think honestly. 2018 i think 2018 against uh tennessee um but if you don't win this, I remember talking about this last season too. Um, one of the games, it's like if you don't win this game, you're in the dog pound, looking at at best five and seven maybe, because mm-hmm. Maryland is gonna be a tough game. Maryland, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's gonna be a tough game, and Iowa's gonna be a tough game. So we can win all those games, but we could as easily lose those. Yeah, and you need all, you're gonna need one of those games to go to a bowl game if you don't win against Illinois tomorrow. Right now, you're looking at the situation and you're thinking, man, we had that Minnesota game in the bag. Yeah. And then the, you threw that inter- you throw that interception. Granted, we thought, okay, he's going to turn it Everything will be fine against Colorado. Will Colorado show like they're a legit team? They're not a bad and team. They're, they're If you overlook the defense, they're not a they're not a better offense. We, we talked is, about this earlier. If they get a better defense, which they have scary. the coaching styles, they just need discipline. Yeah. If they can get that skill and you know get in their brains they're and be play scary. that way, they can be a pretty good team. Yeah. But but like you're saying, this is a really like a big statement game. It sh- it doesn't have the level as it should when it comes to hype as to Colorado or to Michigan because as you were saying. This game can really determine if you go to a bowl game or not, you know, because, like, you have that bye week against Northwestern. Hopefully you should pick up a win with Northwestern, but Northwestern hung in with Penn State, who is arguably could make the playoffs this year if they pull the upsets. You have Purdue, who is one of the most unpredictable teams in the Big Ten like they are every year. Yep. Michigan State, that game is on the road. That that's pretty tough, especially coming after back to back home games. Yeah, up in the and East you got Maryland, who we talked about earlier, has a very dynamic om- offense. Wisconsin, that's at Camp Randall, who's that's a very tough play to, in the Big Ten, and then Iowa, Iowa who Rival honestly, Iowa. I mean, granted we beat them last year, but we were up for what 24 seven, and, and they almost, almost came back. It. Yeah, it's. It's, this team, you can never count on wins. And so if you get a chance against a team like Illinois to get a win, you got to take that opportunity. you got to come through, play hard, and take the win from the Illini up in Champaign. You have to. So. It's, it's a very tough – it's not a tall task. It's a very reasonable one, but also like what we've been talking about, it's very much – as much as it is on the win side, it's very much easier on the losing side. Yep. This game's going to be kicking off at 7 o'clock on FS1. Uh, right. Friday night game. Yeah. Also, I think Memorial Stadium is hosting like a watch party. Are they really? I, according to my mom, she's been researching because it's family weekend yeah. here this weekend. And she's like, hey, I think they're going to have the game That's on like cool. the big screen at Memorial Stadium. I'm like, okay. That's pretty cool. No, it's my good. Yeah, unfortunately. A couple, couple buddies. Would you want to go with me? Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it. I'm going out to uh, Lexington versus Lincoln Northwest for a battle of own six teams here in Lincoln. 
looking for both teams looking for a win. Um, Lexington looking for a win since October of 2021. Lincoln Northwest, a new school, looking for their first win in program history. Sicko's game out there. I'm excited for that. Um, but unfortunately, I won't be able to watch Nebraska football yeah. because of that. So, Well, maybe you'll put like uh, YouTube TV or something and just put an AirPod. Uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to steal someone's AirPods and yeah, do and listen that. To the game that way. Exactly. All right. What is... As we wind up our show here, uh, what's a score prediction you got for tomorrow or Friday against Illinois? I may go 20, no, yeah, 24-17 Nebraska. Okay. This one, it's going to come down to, in my mind, can Illinois stop the run against us or can we get a passing game going? And then, as you know, uh, Deshaun Singleton, he is out for this game. He doesn't need surgery though. Uh, That's good. I do have a my esports class. He's in my esports class. Yeah. So uh, him and Mackay Insider. Him and Mackay Bayer okay. are in that class, yeah, and then yeah. a couple of other like walk-on freshmen. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, basketball player. Oh yeah, I've class. seen you guys walk through. Yeah. Jamarcus uh, Lawrence but, is gonna be a fun guy to watch. Yeah, in, uh, Sean walked season. in that class, and he had his, you know, the, just a sleeve over his knee, no cast or brace oh, or anything, which fun. is good. Uh, he does have a small tear, mm-hmm. though, but it's not full torn, which is good. He doesn't need surgery, right. but yeah. he should be. He possibly could be back later in the year, or he probably is out for the season, knowing for how late we are into the year. Yeah. But also, I also don't hear we don't have Luke Reimer. This is another big loss I'm that hearing. Is a big loss. So can the defense get stops? They definitely did against Michigan, but also that's Michigan. So <laughs> Michigan's offense is good. One so of the best. Be interesting. Um, this one's gonna be close. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna go 24-20. I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna go in favor of Nebraska, but also I do see Illinois still winning this game, though. Yeah, I see. 50-50 shot. But yep. as Nebraska fans, I think we got to go Nebraska yep. in a close game. The only one I will say Nebraska is not winning was last week. when. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I no thought it was going to be close but at halftime, but then I thought we were going to get destroyed. I thought it was going to be a Colorado-type beat. Yeah, and say, it was my, not. my cousin texts me, and he's like, why do I have the feeling Nebraska could win this game? I'm like, I don't. Nope. <laughs> I, don't. Every, I got that feeling a little bit. It was me and Caleb sitting around up in the Husker Vision before the game. We're sitting there, and Caleb turns to me. He's like, I got to ask. What happens if we win this game? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. And I started to believe, and then we just get. And then routed. you see the first possession that we have, and we just get routed. Harburg's tipped interception. And you're like, okay, there yeah. goes. Bye bye. Yep. All right. So, uh, you've been listening to the Sports Fan Show. You're listening to 90.3 Karen New Lincoln. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on, Anthony. It was a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. And trade me, Jordan Love. Uh, I will trade you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get you back here to your alternative music. My name's Anthony Gumai. Remember, guys, I'm a sports fan, and I do sports fan takes. And have a good rest of your night.